You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to Cosplay Confidential. I'm your host, Kiki, and I am here in our beautiful Royal Oak Studios of Podcast Detroit with uh, our wonderful co-host, Sean. Hello. How are we doing tonight? Fine and dandy like sour candy. Oh, wait. I said that last time. You did. (laughs) We are uh, spankity-dankity. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so we are, uh, blessed with the opportunity to talk to one, uh, Papa Bear cosplay. Oh, we are missing Will and we are very sad that we're missing Will. And, uh, we are going to raise our subway cups to Will. I'm raising my, my, my and, diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> yes. And we miss Will. We hope he's feeling better soon. Uh, but we do get to talk to, uh, Chris from Papa Bear Cosplay. Um, you may have seen him. You've probably seen him at some point on Instagram, uh, floating around. And last year he was the mascot of C2E2, which was pretty pretty bomb if i do say so myself but welcome to the show chris thank you uh thanks for having me uh i appreciate being a part of the show and uh, uh we did this at uh e2 last year i believe so it's fun to jump back into it yeah we did that was certainly a time i think you showed up and i think we had already started drinking in uh andy's room because that was <laughs> For anyone who might have listened to that, we had a little room party at uh, Crazy Cocoa Butter's uh, hotel room. So him and his wife, uh, Morgan and um, Kate, Katya, Katie Whitworth, and Chris came by. We just had grand old time. And so I figured, well, we need to have Chris on like as a proper guest. You know, so we can actually have a full-on conversation. <laughs> it's not constantly interrupted by the peanut gallery. <laughs> so, and now it's sort of in anticipation of C2E2. So, yeah, so, yeah, I get to be uh, official, official now. Yeah, you are officially, you are officially a guest of uh, Cosplay Confidential now. So, um, let's talk about your name. Um, you know, we probably talked about this during our room party episode, but it was a long time ago, and there may be some people who haven't heard it. So, uh, how did you come up with your cosplay name, and how did you get started in cosplay? Okay, so, uh, well, my nickname just in general is Bear, um, and I got that back in high school because I was the only was the only kid on the football team with chest hair at the time. <laughs> so um, they just called me Bear because I was the hairiest kid on the team. And it's in, it's stuck. And so then, you know, once I had my daughter um, and I started cosplay, it just progressed into Papa Bear. And um, and that's how I got my name. Uh, now, my first start in cosplay was, was at a small con. A friend of mine was like, hey, you should come to this. Um, and I was always kind of interested in checking them out but i never took that step forward and some of my friends like yeah come you know just come to it and check it out and uh so i went to party city because i knew people dress up i didn't know what cosplay was i didn't know what it was a word i just knew people quote dressed up for this stuff so i went to party city got <laughs> got a hellboy costume got the grease paint um you know and, and just took my fingers and smeared red over my face and 
um, put on this plastic costume, and I and that was my first kind of experience. And uh, as soon as I hit the door, just fell in love with the atmosphere, and and decided that I wanted to take this as serious as I possibly could. And I spent like the whole next year researching and and you know making stuff and breaking stuff and all the you know all those growing pains that you go through. And, um, you know, the rest is history after that. Yeah, that's, it's so, when you get on the con floor, that's such an infectious feeling when you're there and you're just feeling the vibe of, of everybody there for like this common purpose yeah. and meeting cosplayers and everything. It's, it's so easy to, to get pulled into the cosplay. hundred percent. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you have a number of what I would consider iconic cosplays, but what do you think your first cosplay was that really made you sort of stand out? Oh, Hellboy, for sure. Um, that was, and that's also my, my favorite costume. Um, Hellboy was the first costume I ever made. And I put every, mostly everything I learned about cosplay and crafting and makeup came from that costume. Because that has a little bit of everything with the hand, with the, the gun prop, the horns, the makeup. Um, it has it all. And so that costume, it, it's my baby. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't wear it a lot these days. But um, I used to wear it all the time because I, I just loved it so much. I still do. It's still my favorite, even though I've I've made you know bigger, better things. Um, that one was a, a special place for me. But uh, Hellboy is um, that's the one that kind of people loved, and I picked it because you know I felt like we had a similar stature, and I love the movie. And I wanted to wear makeup because I wanted to be totally different than what I look like. So that's part of the reason I picked it. But people really, well, outside, people really like that character. And, um, and, you know, really then, I mean, this was years ago, but then there wasn't like a lot of Hellboys around. Um, so I was one of the few guys locally that did a Hellboy. Uh, so that kind of made it stand out even more. And um, it's just been, and I've done various versions of Hellboy since then, trying to keep keep the character going because I love it so much. I just, I think I broke Sean's <laughs> brain just now because I showed him a side by side of uh, the the Throwback Thursday that you posted of um, your very first Hellboy cosplay and your yeah, your yeah. version, and I mean. No one else's glow up has anything the on this. Progress world. on this is just out of this world. So um, that it just just chef's kiss. Yes, chef's kiss directly <laughs> to the microphone. Yes, <laughs> um, I appreciate that. It's it's gorgeous, um, and you can tell, like even with your with your first one, you can tell that the passion for it is there. 
it's the dedication is there. Like you, you painted your whole, your entire head. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. So it's really cool to see uh, that that progression. Yeah. I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, bringing it up because I I like to, uh, I don't have very many pictures in that, in that first costume. It's one of the few pictures that I have of that first one. And I'm glad that I found it again because it just kind of shows you like, got to start somewhere like you yeah. and, and it's okay to start at the bottom it's totally okay um and i still had a good time whether it was that one or the one i have now um but uh, that's why hellboy is so endearing to me um as character and as costume because you know without that i don't really do anything else so that'll always be that'll always be my favorite i feel like i've made you know, cooler things, better things, quote, better things, but um, Hellboy is my favorite thing, for sure. Um, I'd like to touch on what is what is my favorite thing. Could you please tell us about your experience with M'Baku? Um, <laughs> M'Baku's awesome. Um, I got... So the story of this costume, a good friend of mine, she went to D23 before the movie even came out. Oh, wow. And she she got pictures because they had the costume on display. And uh, so she got pictures of the costume, sent it to him. It was like, Michael wasn't even on my radar, okay? Yeah. She was like, have to do this costume from Black Panther. And I was looking at it like, it does look really cool. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, fine. It looks good. I'll do it. And uh, so we were prepping for a, a big uh, Black Panther group. And uh, and I had the M'Baku made before the movie even came out because I was lucky enough to get uh, the screenshots that, that my that my good friend sent me. Wow. And so, and I, I, I love this thing. And the... And everybody else loves it too, because uh, there's a lot of Black Panthers, and but there's there's not as many Jabari warriors out there, uh, which helps to kind of stand out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coolest the coolest thing with this costume is that I got to meet Winston Duke in it, um, who was the actual Mbaku uh, in oh, yeah. the movie, and it was at Wizard World Iowa, and uh, I had. I once the costume was all done, I you know I put out an Instagram verse and tagged him in it, and he actually responded to it, and then you know from that I got to meet him at Wizard World, um, and he he signed he signed the costume, he signed the spear I made to go with it. Super cool guy. Um, so that was now since then, it's just posted up, like it's got its own display. Hasn't been touched, um, so I have to make a new one uh, if I want to be a warrior again. But uh, that's 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 one of my favorite costumes too, particularly because I got to meet the actor in, it and he thought it was so cool. He he signed my stuff. That's so that's so rewarding. Yeah, that's such a rewarding experience. I'm so happy for you that that, that you got to have that. No, I, I appreciate it. It was, uh, 
it was cool. Well, it was funny too because like I'm backstage and uh, I'm waiting for him to come out. So the whole time I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna shake his hand. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, look him in the eye. Yeah. Like big fan, right? That all all this yeah. crap is just scripted in my head. Yeah, things we all tell so ourselves. Yes. <laughs> so he comes out and uh and I'm looking at him walk up and you know he he says something to me first and I just stand there just <laughs> like an idiot I mean yeah. Yeah. couldn't couldn't mumble a word um I'm just standing there and then I find I finally get out I didn't even shake his hand I finally get out big fan you know, thank you for, for meeting me. And uh, and then his suggestion was to sign my armor because I couldn't even couldn't even get it out. And you know, he did that on his own, which was which was nice because um, I was just legit starstruck. And he's like, he's got to be like six four because I'm six two, and he's yeah. he's a big guy. Yeah, he's taller than um, this picture. So um, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But yeah, like in my head, I was like super cool. I was like, oh, he's just a guy. I'm a guy too. No big deal. When he got there, it's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's that's such a cool experience, and just it's we all have we all have that script that goes in our heads of what exactly what we want to say and it just flies out the window and then what comes out is totally. usually yep. the most genuine and also somewhat embarrassing thing <laughs> in the world yeah 100% 100% awesome. um i saw you meet amber nash last year so yes. i I can, I, that's a testament to that. Yeah, exactly. You can confirm. <laughs> most genuine and most embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Most genuine and somewhat embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, now, you're you you do extensive prop work. So, like, see, watching your cosplays in some cases literally unfurl and unfold is incredible to see. So. The one that I'm thinking of, oh, where did it go? Um, with the with the giant wings, uh, Kongol. Kongol, yeah, yeah. So, what was that whole experience making that like? Well, <laughs> it was my first time making wings. Oh, and it'll probably be my last time <laughs> making <laughs> wings. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> it, uh, you know, it was a nightmare. I. You know, just trying to figure out, and and also, it just gives me a whole new respect for all those people who make wings. Um, it is a beast, too, and it's it's not because they're like it's just big and bulky. What I found making them is that they also have to be able to withstand hitting people, being bumped into. Um, you know, the kind of bounce that you have when you walk, they have to withstand all that and they have to withstand it all day. So they have to be strong. And, um, it was just, Oh, like I'm triggered just thinking about <laughs> these wings. That I'm I made. sorry to bring um, up such a horrible <laughs> experience. For but, you. Uh, but, uh, but it, it, uh, 
I mean, they, they broke, they broke a few times, but you know, every time, every time they broke, I, I learned a little something more about how to reinforce and how to put them together and, and uh, things like that. If you, if you look really closely at it, um, you will see that it is held together with just willpower. Um, but it was, it was fun. Congo was, um, old PlayStation video game character, Legend of Dragoon. I loved it. And I wanted to make, uh, I wanted to pay tribute to that because I loved the game so much. And I wanted to challenge myself. And like I said, I never made wings before and I wanted to do it. And, uh, and I, I got it done, but, uh, it was, it was something else for sure. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I say I'll never make wings again, <laughs> but I, I, I probably will because, Just because, because you I hate said myself. That. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm looking through and I'm seeing you actually, um, we just had our previous guest was one Sin Von Quinzel. And oh, cool. Yeah. And so you two did uh, your panel at BlurredCon uh, of Intro to Professional Cosplaying. So could you yeah. share with us um, a little bit about what that panel's about and a little bit about BlurredCon and your whole experience with that? Uh, Con's awesome. Um, just just putting it out there. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um but I'm going to get back to Blurred in a minute. Yeah. To address the panel, I thought it was, I thought it would be a cool idea um, to uh, to have a panel where we kind of talk about, like, behind the scenes of, like, being a cosplay guest, the expectations, um, the dedication you have to have, you know, kind of what to do, how to get in. Um, who to know, who to talk to, uh, taking a look at contracts, what those look like, um, what you should expect, what you shouldn't tolerate. You know, all the, all the things that you really don't know unless you're doing it. And I thought it'd be a cool idea to kind of talk about that a little bit and kind of help someone else if they, if they were wanting to take those steps um, to be a guest and uh, to get bookings and, and things of that nature. Uh, so that was that was the, the the meat and potatoes of that panel was to kind of show, okay, if you're going somewhere, you want to get it in writing. Um, you want to have everything that you need on paper. You want to make sure that your expectations are met. Uh, you want to be on time. Like it's your job. It's not. I mean, yeah, it can be fun, but number one, it's your job. So you need to be on time. You need to, you're always on. You can't be rude. You can't, you don't get to have a bad day. You're there to represent the convention and your brand. So you don't get to have a bad day. You got to be on the whole time. So I just wanted to make sure that people understood that. It's like everybody, I get a lot of questions about being a cosplay guest and, oh, it looks cool. Like, yeah, but... There's a whole lot of things that you have to be mindful of in that role. And I, and I just wanted to kind of talk about that stuff. Uh, it was well-received. People, people appreciated it because, you know, you, you don't know unless you ask someone or unless you go to a panel like that. Um, 
but Borders is a lot of fun. It's, I mean, it's, they have DJ on the floor. It's gaming, it's gaming, it's dancing. It's um, DJ. They got wall to wall panels. Um, everything about that con was fantastic. And a cool part about that one is that right outside, like there's a, um, you know, on the side of the hotel, but just empty parking lot. And that parking lot was full of food trucks, hmm. full of food trucks. So if you, had, if you wanted a taco, if you wanted vegan, if you wanted fish, if you wanted ice cream, if you wanted barbecue at two in the morning, you can go get it. They were 24 hours and it was fantastic. Nice. Loved it. <sighs> Definitely awesome. worth checking out. So go to Blurred Con for the con, stay for the food. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, could you share with us, I know you could probably do an entire episode. We could do an entire episode or just series basically just on um, the ex- just experiences of uh, cosplayers of color. Um, but could you share with us some of what your experience has been like as a male cosplayer and as a cosplayer of color and how those have sort of intersected? Well, you know, for me, it's, well, it's, it's twofold. Okay. It's for one trying to, you know, as a, as a male trying to penetrate those cosplay guest spaces as a guy cosplayer. And then as a black guy cosplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's trying to break down those barriers um, that we see all the time. Oftentimes, uh, you know, just being who I am, I'm typically the only guy and, or if there is another guy, I'm the only person of color. Um, if I'm guessing at, at places. Um, also, being a bigger guy, like plus size guy, I right. guess, um, I fit that bill too. So, um, it's the challenge of it's, just it's one the of, trifecta challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's um, it's like it's usually I'm usually the only male and or person of color and or plus size person um, at a convention where I'm at, and and, and that's why. You know, I do the diversity panel to try to talk about, you know, getting past those those barriers. Um, now, with all that said, I'm not knocking anybody. If you are the Western standard of beauty, I don't care. Good for you. This is just my story, okay? Um, so, and I, I try to convey that, you know, in my panel. Um, that conventions do need more people like me, people like you, in those spots. Um, because we exist. Yeah. And, you know, just because uh, it's not, quote, conventional, doesn't mean it's not real. And there's no reason why me or you can't fill those same spots if we have the same skill, have the same experiences, can discuss the same things, do the same things, why then can't we fulfill those spaces? Why does it have to be prototypical 
what you see all the time. Right. Doesn't have to be. And, you know, the more faces like mine, the more faces like yours that are in these spaces, then the better it is. Um, oftentimes, you go to a convention, you go to cosplay area, and you, you see one, you've seen them all. And it really shouldn't be that way. Right. There should be a diverse role, a diverse lineup of cosplay guests. There should be an LGBTQ+. Plus. There should be a plus size. There should be a person of color, whether it's black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever it is. There should be men there, plural, men, Yeah. yeah. because they cosplay too. Um, because then you get interesting panels, you get interesting experiences because you're talking to people from various backgrounds with different stories who can offer you something different. Um, and for me, because cosplay is my interest, that's what... I'm into, that's what I like. Conventions really, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a throwaway. It, it doesn't matter. Just just look pretty. But uh, for me, a person that's really interested in the cosplay side of it, I want to hear from a gay person. What does that sound like? Uh, if you're a plus-sized woman, what does that sound like? To me, that's interesting. And that's why diversity in those departments are important. Absolutely. So. No, absolutely. Um, no, some really, there's some really good points about diversity and the lack thereof in cosplay guests. So some good words to think on there. Um, we have a couple of questions to start wrapping up. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask is if you had, if you were to give one piece of advice to a beginning cosplayer, just starting out, what would you tell them? I would say don't be afraid to reach out to other cosplayers, especially locally if you want to really get into cosplay. Your greatest resource is other cosplayers, period. You can YouTube to death. You can buy all the ebooks you want. A local cosplayer who's been there, done that, can give you a wealth of knowledge hands-on. And that's where you need to go if you really want to get into it. I would say that to anybody. Reach out to somebody else who's done it. Um, cosplayers, we all love to talk about ourselves. We all love to talk about what we did, where we've been, who we've seen, what we made. Um, it's never a big deal to reach out to somebody and say, hey, um, show me something. Tell me something. How do you do this? How do you put this together? The biggest resource is the community. It's yeah. each other. Use it. Always use it. That's why people make stuff, so they can tell other people how to make stuff. Yeah. So always use your community. It's the best. It's the best thing to do. And I think that's one reason why I wanted to start this podcast was so that people could not only hear everyone's stories of their experiences and where they've been and and you know where they come from, but 
so that you know who to look out for and who, you know, who's an expert in this field or who has a lot of experience with this kind of uh, cosplay or this skill set so that, you know, you can you can look out and, and ask them for advice or for sure. what they did. So that's a really that's a really great point um, about, you know, I, uh, for, for example, I, I have, you know, I conduct workshops at my house. Um, you know, free and, you know, I do it, I try to do like a handful of times a year, um, where I just open my doors. You want to come and learn how to make something, just let me know. And I, and we just do that all day. Um, and that's how I kind of give back. So, but yeah, but you wouldn't know that unless you were reaching out and getting that word of mouth and finding out things and things like that. That's why that's important. Right. Yeah. You got to reach out. Um, now on a little bit of a lighter note, uh, we have a couple kind of silly, but fun questions. If you could mash up any two cosplays that you've done, who would you want to mash up? I would, um, because I think it would be so just over the top. Well, probably, probably two. I would probably mash up my Congol and my Hellboy. Um, because I think that would be cool. Because yes, I'd have would. the wings. Of course, I, I would change the color. I would change the color of the armor, so it wouldn't be gold. It'd kind of be like a black and red. Every the whole yes. thing is black and red. So I have the <laughs> wings. I have like the full horns. I have the gun and the axe, full armored. Uh, it, it'd be be so stupid. It'd be cool. Heck yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Gun axe. I mean, it's just. <laughs> yeah, y'all, that's, that's a better idea. You've heard of yeah, just make the... Get ready yes. for axe gun. Yeah. Perfect. Axe gun. <laughs> um, uh, and I would also. Oh, there was a. What was the other one I was thinking? Crap. I just lost it just that fast. If, oh. if it comes back, then you can stop whatever's going on. And yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump in. Um. So, um. so the uh, the other question is: if you could live in the universe or world of any of your characters that you've cosplayed, whose world would you want to live in? Hmm. I think it would be. Good question. I think it would be cool to actually, again, I'm going to go back to kind of the, uh, the Hellboy universe only because I like the idea of monster hunting and like supernatural stuff. Nice. And I, I just find that fascinating. Um, so I think that would kind of be cool to to explore that. I mean, I could go MCU, but that's still kind of, you know, but I think it'd be cool to actually have supernatural stuff and go monster hunt and have all these 
all these cool things. Oh, and I thought about what I'd match up. Okay. Um, also, because it, it'd be stupid and ridiculous. I would do a Jason Voorhees Ghostbuster mashup because <laughs> I just nice think it would be funny like. to have, you know, he's he's in his, his jumpsuit already because he wears a jumpsuit. Yeah. He's got the Voorhees patch. Yeah. And he's got the proton pack. <laughs> and, I mean, he, he, he's a zombie. And he's a buster. <laughs> so, it, it's, it's so dumb, it would just be perfect. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's so rad. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, well, where can we find you on uh, social media? Uh, I am Papa Bear Cosplay at Facebook and Instagram uh, and Twitter. I don't really use Twitter too much, but uh, Facebook, Instagram, you can find me at uh, Papa Bear Cosplay. Awesome. And uh, Sean, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Magnitude Cosplay. That is all one word, no caps, no spaces, just like your grandma's Wi-Fi password. And you can find me on Twitter at Magnitude Cos without the play, just at Magnitude Cos. Oh, am I supposed to say? Oh, it's because you're all cos and no play. That there is that that is correct. You're gonna have to come up with something new eventually, though. No, I'm not. All right. Um, and then and then where can we, Kiki? Where can we find you? Oh my gosh! Thank you for asking. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Real Kiki Elise and Facebook. Stop, Sean. Stop what you're doing. And, uh, no. <laughs> oh, you can find me on Instagram at Real Kiki Elise and Facebook uh, Kiki Elise Cosplay. You can find Cosplay Confidential on Instagram at Cosplay Confidential and Facebook at Cosplay Confidential Podcast. And you can hear us through Podcast Detroit on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and anywhere you hear your lovely podcasts. And uh, we have something new for 2020 that uh, we've had out for a few weeks by now. But uh, as of this recording, it's still fresh. So, Sean, would you share a little bit about that, please? Of course, yeah. So starting uh, this month, uh, we have actually just launched our uh, guest request form, um, as I like to call it. Uh, So if you would like to um, nominate yourself or nominate somebody that you know or look up to to potentially be a guest on Cosplay Confidential, you can now use our handy-dandy Google form to uh, send them our way. Also, for those of you listening when this episode comes out, we are going to be um, guest judging the uh, Kid Cosplay Contest this weekend at Astronomicon. Yes. So Saturday, February 8th, if you're in the Detroit area, come on out to Astronomicon in Sterling Heights. Uh, it's a, Their website is astronomicon.com, uh, and you can find them on Facebook at Astronomicon. Um, it's a really fun, unique little convention um, a sci-fi horror, um, all of your juggalo needs, because um, Twisted's there. They started it. Mm-hmm. They started the convention. Um, the guys from Clerks are going to be there. Um, it's it's a good time. It's a fun, supportive little convention. It's their third year, and it's just a blast. So come on out. Um, Ashley from Disfusional Cosplay, uh, Disfusional Studios, is going to be judging the uh, – the main the adult cosplay contest and uh we're in charge of the kiddos so you know it's a good time i'm probably going to be uh crop top ursula 
and all that business. I'm going to be God knows what. Yep. Something. Um, we talked about it before, but I completely forgot what I had posited. That's fine. Yeah. I'm sure you'll have figured it out. But uh, yeah, so come on out for that. So with that, uh, from Cosplay Confidential, I'm Kiki. I'm Sean. And you are on the phone? Papa Bear. 